Welcome to The Coach's Show. I'm your host, Darren Joins, and today we have a couple of special guests, both from Grassland Middle School, the WMAA basketball champions from the girls' side, Coach Paul Brees from the boys' team, Coach Kyle Peterson. Gentlemen, thank you for showing up today. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Darren. So let's recap a little bit. The uh, WMAA championship was obviously televised. It's a, kind of an annual thing that happens on WCTV. We appreciate the work of, uh, of the crew there, uh, WCTV, for having that game on. Uh, it was a middle school championship game again with basketball. It was played at Thompson Station last week. Grassland comes out on top over Brentwood Middle School in the girls game, 30-18. to 18. And then on the boys' side, uh, the generals come out on top of Sunset, the Sabres, 48-32. Coach Brees, I'll start with you. This is now back-to-back championships for Grassland on the girls' side. Yeah, very, very exciting. Very exciting. Good times. We, 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 it, it, I, I would say that there was uh, always a, um, in question, uh, obviously with girls basketball in middle school, you never know. But I felt like we had a good team coming in this year and uh, had some key, key uh, players in the right spots for us coming back. So um, it, it, it was just exciting to and, and obviously with the more more schools than uh, in, in Williamson County than when we, when I started this whole thing, uh, it's definitely been a lot tougher to uh, to win a championship. So to do it back to back is definitely uh, uh, pretty pretty good. Coach, let's talk about some of those familiar faces. You had some folks that were big-time contributors last year, specifically Ella Ryan, your leading scorer, Mia Hassan, Ella DeYoung, big pieces uh, for your team, not only this year, but last year as well. Right. The, uh, I felt like those three were the, in, in the backcourt were pretty uh, – we were pretty set. <clears throat> we had to replace a, a Dylan Garner who, who had quality minutes at Franklin High School this year as a freshman. Uh, that was the big question mark. Who could we get to, um, you know, uh, replace her down there? And obviously, um, you know, the bus test, right? Uh, getting off the bus uh, as a coaching thing is, is we did not intimidate anybody getting off the bus in the in the front court play. But uh, those girls got better. Breon Fisher, CN Elder, um, they got tremendously better as the season went on. And I would I would like to I would I would say. If it wasn't for their improved play, that we, you know, we may not have, you know, been in the spot that we were in in the championship. So, uh, tremendous uh, props to them. Coach Peterson, another championship for your team. I believe that's now two of the past three that you've come out on top with the WMAA championship. Yeah, we've been very fortunate to have uh, that opportunity and real good players. You know, I just tried to point them in the the right direction. And I sit in on coach Brees's practices and learn from him and uh, just have a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, no, it's, you know, a big part of that is just having kids that are passionate about basketball and trying to stay out of their way. And coach, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, uh, coach Brees, I believe, uh, sat on the bench with you at, at some different times here in the past, right? I don't know if that happened this year, but. Uh, oh, it did. Yeah. When he was, when he, when he didn't have, uh, you know, all his other duties as athletic director as well, you know, he wears all those different hats, but no, I really, uh, value coach Brees insight. Cause, uh, I'm usually, uh, I don't know. I'm 
either distracted or don't see something that's readily obvious. And coaches like, you know, you may want to put in this guy. He might be able to do get him. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Okay. <laughs> and then goes that player and bam, immediately has some good success. Coach Peterson, something that I've appreciated about you, uh, obviously firsthand experience uh, with my time coaching at Franklin High School, you take a lot of pride in that success from Grassland transitioning to the high school. Uh, I, again, I can speak firsthand about that. I know Coach Tiger's been pleased with that as well. Talk about that, that pride of uh, they played at Grassland, now they're transitioning to Franklin High School and being a part of that program. Well, when you were the head coach there, I, that kind of started it. Uh, you know, you were receptive to me participating, you know, at the high school level, coming over and watching your practices. And I just felt a connection. It started there. And then uh, Coach Tiger had that same, you know, mindset, um, you know, that, that probably wouldn't exist if there was a different attitude from the high school coach. But since you two guys kind of extended that to me, I'm like, you know, I just felt like it's, it's just part of the continuum, right? Cause we kind of try to get them going in the right direction and you guys refine it and get smarter about it and have more specifics and more fine tuning. And it just, you know, I just, I want, I want Franklin high school to win a state championship. I really do. That's my goal is for the players to, you know, come in with a certain skill set that all you have to do is like do a few things as opposed to recreate the wheel. Well, at the time of this taping, uh, I think there's, they're, they're still in play. They're in the final 16. They're up to, I believe, 25 straight wins. So uh, well on their way to having a chance there. Let's talk some season recap here. We'll start with Coach Brees and the girls. You end the season 18-2, and 9-1 and one during the season, WMAA. Only loss was to Mill Creek inside the league. Coach uh, and Coach Brees, uh, or excuse me, Coach Peterson mentioned this as well. You're also the school's athletic director. Did you think you would get through 20 games this year? When we met, you know, early in the, in the summer uh, and really dates back to, to last spring, could you have envisioned a 20-game season or a season at all? Uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, Coach Jordan, that no would be the correct answer. Um, there, were, there were times uh, that I was like, what is going on? Uh, we, we got uh, – Obviously, the, the the snow out week, and then we were also had a uh, a quarantine week off. So there were times where I never saw my players for at least uh, seven to eight, ten days. And um, you know, th those girls very resilient. Just come back together, see you at the game, and we'll play, and uh, we'll just you know proceed on. But yeah, um, tremendous job just to get us through the season. I'm just. We're, we're very fortunate uh, because, you know, as we ended this last year is when it all kind of fell apart. So, you know, it, it was just great to, you know, and obviously the cheerleaders coming back and, and, and uh, the expanded capacity also helped. So it was uh, kudos to you guys for uh, allowing us to get through this. Well, the heavy lifting's done there at the school and certainly from the central office level, uh, I'm glad that we work at a place that values extracurriculars and knowing that these young men and young women need to get out there and, and participate. So uh, I know we're all thankful to work in a district where the parents support that, the community supports it, uh, and the leadership at the school and at the central office level obviously support that as well. Coach Brees, another competitive league. 
You had two overtime games with Brentwood during the season. Obviously, that loss to Mill Creek. You know, something I've talked to Coach Wild a lot, uh, who's now, you know, was at Franklin. Now he's at uh, Summit and been all over the place in terms of, of the state of Tennessee and had a perception about girls' basketball here in this county. But the level of girls' basketball in Williamson County over the last five to ten years has really improved. Yeah, I, uh, 100%. Um, I, I think um, the, the, the uh, average players have gotten really, really good. And, um, you know, there's a focus of uh, concentration in the middle school level. You just have to find those girls committed um, to uh, continue that in high school. And that's, that's been kind of the fight. But there's, there is a tremendous group. Uh, you know, as I probably talked to you about, if we could have an all-star Williamson County girls team, and, and I think hands down we would be uh, winning a state championship. But, you know, because we're kind of sparsed out to so many high schools, it's, it's unfortunate that we can't do that because, uh, like, uh, I coached Kate O'Neill, and we lost in the championship when Amelia Osgood was a, uh, in um, eighth grade. And so just it's just fun to watch those kids as they progressed uh, to Kate being a thousand point scorer and uh, just seeing what Amelia has done and just all the all the different kids that have come through um, the past five years. Coach Peterson, let's talk about the boys side a little bit. Like the girls, you are the number one seed heading to the tournament. You end up 18 and four on the season. Uh, only loss inside the league coming to freedom. But again, a very competitive WMAA Boys Basketball League this year. Yeah, it was. Uh, and I agree with Coach Priest. We were just happy to be able to participate. And, um, you know, we we had some some issues, too, when it came to contact tracing and the, and the COVID. Uh, but um, had a period of time where we didn't see the kids for a while. But they're, they're a resilient bunch. And uh, they've, uh, I saw some video of some of these kids when they were like in third grade. So they kind of know each other. Three or four of them have played together over the years and are very familiar with um, each other in terms of their abilities and where they are on the court. So um, that was very helpful. And uh, yeah, we just, you know, we weren't overpowering, but we just played well as a group. And I think that that's the main thing that distinguished uh, the grassland folk kids from uh, some of the other teams. Coach, this always embarrasses you when I bring this up, but I want to bring it up to our audience. So they probably don't know this. Little known fact now, Coach Peterson played for Coach Krzyzewski at Army and then Coach Gene Cady at Purdue. So, Coach, it's no wonder you should know a little bit about basketball uh, playing for both of those guys. Yeah, I like to say that it drove Krzyzewski so nuts that he left and went to Duke. <laughs> He's like, I can't deal with this. I can go find a better better pastures. Um, but, yeah, it gets beat into your head for a while. It's some of it sinks in, but I, I've forgotten so much and, and things, things are different too. I mean, it's, uh, back then it was kind of this, you know, the Bobby Knight, um, motion down pit, down pick, pick away and all that stuff. And now it's read and react and dribble drive. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have no clue what's going on. And, uh, and we try to put that, those systems in place that the kids are, are more familiar with, but, um, some, some of the things hold pretty, pretty consistent over the years and, you know, uh, effort on rebounding and certain 
concepts of defense that um, I retain. And thankfully those, those were consistent as well. <laughs> Coach Maurice, let's talk a little bit about your individual players. You, you mentioned some earlier, your uh, three that were returning that played a lot, uh, all County performers, all three. And then also Brian Fisher, who was an all County player. Talk about these young ladies and what they've meant to the program. Well, obviously, uh, I call them the two Ellas, Ella Ryan and Ella DeYoung, uh, had a strong uh, background of basketball, you know, before they even stepped into the grass in middle school. Um, and, you know, it just makes my job a lot easier. Um, and then you had, you know, for example, Ella Ryan only scored seven points in the championship game. Um, but it was due to the fact that, you know, at the beginning of the year, Coach, you know, she was having to try to score – 25 to 30 a game, which she could do. Um, but as the season progressed, it, it became more of a trust issue with these uh, role players like a Breon Fisher, a CN Elder, uh, a Mia Hassan. Um, uh, I, Mia Hassan was the one that got them all in the right place at the right time as the point guard. But it, 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 those girls that like Breon just uh, finally, it finally clicked, you know, uh, early in February that, oh, okay, I can you know, score. I can uh, do these things on offense. I, I'm, I'm not, you know, just uh, there to rebound. And so that just opened up a lot of things for us. And you talked about the uh, two overtime games that we had with Brentwood earlier. We were just so familiar with each other. Uh, but that, you know, the championship game, I think a lot of it was due and the credit was due to, to Breon and Sienna feeling very comfortable offensively. And, um, that just uh, made our team way better, just way better. You couldn't guard everybody. And in middle school, you normally have one, two. If you're luxury, you have three players that can score. But when you have five that feel comfortable, it's a, it's a no-brainer. Coach Peterson on the boys' side, all-county players, Finland Pavela, Lucas Young, Sam Mewborn, Jack Flynn. Talk about those young men and what they've meant to your program. Yeah, similar to Coach Brees. Uh, those kids can all put the, put the ball in the basket. If somebody's not having a great night, usually the others um, of those four and, and even, you know, Corey Horde and the, the first three off the bench, um, you know, Walker Wells, um, Thompson King and Ace Anderson, we kind of had an eight headed monster. You know, <laughs> Paul was talking about one or two, five, we had eight. Uh, and uh, even those last three guys, um, I think it was the, Page, it was either Spring Station or Page, the first one of the two first games we had. You know, we had a couple of kids with early foul trouble. They had to sit the majority of the game. And without Thompson King, Walker Wells, and Ace Anderson coming in there, we wouldn't we wouldn't have been playing in the semifinal game, let alone the championship game. So we were very fortunate to have uh, eight deep and really all 13 players. There was very little difference between, you know. Uh, the kid that didn't get hardly any playing time and the, the one that got the most minutes this year, which was it's a huge blessing. Let's talk championship game a little bit. Uh, girls uh, down 6-5, I believe it was, at the end of the first quarter. But then Coach Brees, I thought the thing that really stood out to me, uh, I, I had the opportunity to replace you as color analyst on the WCTV broadcast. And I won't tell you that Michael Williams said it was a lot smoother he felt like he was uh, dealing with a guy that was more professional, but I didn't really want to bring that up, but I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. Uh, but coach your defense, 
really was the different. The half-court trapping, you guys, to me, looked a lot more comfortable offensively than Brentwood did all night. Uh, you guys obviously had a couple players that you were focused on, and you mentioned Sienna Elder. Did a great job in the back of that defense, stealing some passes in the full court. But talk about that defensive pressure that you had on that particular night. Well, as you as you probably would understand, um, you could kind of get away with a, some more gimmick defenses in middle school girls because they can't make certain passes effectively. Uh, and so I've, uh, I've learned that along the way, uh, whether it's kind of the one, three, one, three quarter court or the, uh, the two, three extended. Um, but, you, you know, you talked about the back end of that, uh, you know, seeing elder, as you know, sometimes the rotation doesn't always go your way on, on those kind of defenses, but she was always in the right spot to, uh, uh prevent that backside, um, layup, but, uh, you know, we knew them so well and they knew us so well. It was just, we knew it was going to be a blue, blue collar type dog fight uh, defensively. Uh, and, you know, going back and watching the uh, tremendous live stream broadcast that you guys provided, uh, you know, we, we created like 24, 25 turnovers. Unfortunately, those turnovers normally uh, are converted into uh, some transition easy baskets and we couldn't, we couldn't get out on them and, and to, to do that. So, um, that's why the game was the way it was. Uh, luckily, they uh, only scored two touchdowns and a two-point conversion, and we uh, had a couple extra scores there. But um, it, 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 we knew it was going to be a dogfight, and, and whoever could, you know, uh, obviously score the most at the end was going to win. But it was just a matter of our defense was really just showed up, and that was an exciting to see because we really work hard on those presses every day. Coach Peterson, I think I heard Coach Brees say a one-three-one defense was gimmicky. Did I hear that earlier? <laughs> well, I, I, I'll say this: I said one-three-one three-quarter court. Now, I, I would not half court, uh, but uh, I, you know, I, I don't know who the uh, the co-founder of the one-three-one half court is, but it's a great defense. Coach Brees, Ella Ryan, your leading scorer during the year, averaging over 20 points a game. But to me, what stood out for you offensively and really got you going was some of those deep-range bombs from Ella DeYoung. Yeah, Ella DeYoung obviously could score at will as well. Uh, she is more of a slasher type. Um, you know, she sees a, a small opening in the lane, and she, she can drive it in, and uh, she does take advantage of that. But she also is, you know, a, a tremendous shooter. And she did hit a couple. Uh, obviously, we we had a uh, we had hit a big basket with a, a Corinna Beard that came off the bench and uh, banked the three in, as you would say. Uh, but you know what? In girls basketball, you take it any way you can, and that actually kind of took the you know the, a big breath of uh, an ease off of our kids once uh, Corinna hit that three because it was just kind of a stalemate, like you talked about at the beginning. So. Uh, but yes, Ella DeYoung is definitely an offensive threat. And uh, like I said earlier, you can't guard them all. And luckily, we've got uh, kids that can score. Coach Peterson, 48 uh, 32 championship game victory over Sunset. You played earlier in the year, and that game was 36 33. Sunset, a team that's known for their three point shooting, in that first meeting, they go three for 25. And again, they struggle from the three-point line 
in the championship game. It was well into the second half before they hit their first three. Was that a conscious effort by your team to try to limit that three-point shooting? Uh, I don't. I didn't really stress it, um, but you know, we have we try to work on you know a certain defensive sort of uh, mindset, and I think it was just that sort of you know effort that led to maybe or maybe they just had two off nights i don't know but uh i i went to the uh, sunset uh you know semifinal game against uh thompson station and man they were it was bottoms they were draining it and uh i don't know if i don't pay as much attention as you do coach joins to the specifics of each game it, maybe there was a gap between you know, the defensive guy and those two kids that were draining those three pointers. Um, and there might have not have been that same gap. So maybe they felt there, there was less time to get up the shot. I, I did notice that some of those shots were taking, they were taking, uh, were hurried. Um, and I didn't know if they necessarily had to hurry them. I'm, I'm just glad that they did and that they didn't go in. But uh, no, our, our kids play really good on ball defense. And they do a real good job helping each other out, more of like a team man-to-man concept. No, it was obvious in watching. I think that that's well said. You certainly did a good job of that. I think when they were open, and I noticed this in the girls' game too, that when they were open, maybe they hurried shots. But I think that's because it was so hard to get open. So uh, obviously, uh, for my seat, it seemed like uh, your defense had a lot to do with it. And the other thing I noticed about your team that night too. Coach Peterson, I know you were proud of this. Very patient and very unselfish. Yeah, these kids just, uh, I think they really, they truly don't care who scores. I mean, I remember uh, asking them, hey, you guys even want to look at the book? Two, two of players said, no. I'm like, that's fantastic. Because <laughs> I sort of was wondering when somebody's going to ask me you know, how many assists I got or whatever it is. It's just natural. And they kind of looked at me like I had four eyes, like, what are you talking about now? We won. I'm like, okay, that's great. <laughs> it's great. And they were unselfish almost to a fault. I, I was telling somebody earlier, it's like after the, about the eighth or 10th pass, even I'm sitting over there on the bench, just shoot the ball, kid, just shoot the ball. But no, they'd wear it out. They would, they would continue to pass until something broke down and some kid got to the basket or it was an obvious opportunity to make uh an unguarded, uncontested three-pointer or jumper. So they did a fantastic job with that. And Coach, uh, Sunset Head Coach Ted Quinn, uh, you two are good friends and know you work uh, some through the STARS program. That had to. Now, you can admit it. It's only us talking here. Nobody's going to see this, right? Just the three of us are just <laughs> a private conversation. It had to make it sweeter to get that win over your good friend, Coach Ted Quinn. Um. It is something that uh, I'll tease him about going forward, but I won't tease him too much because, you know, I'll be on the receiving end of that, you know, in, in two or three years probably, but Ted's a good man. He's a good coach. Uh, I like the way he coaches also. He's, um, you know, I think he has a good relationship with his, uh, his players um, and he's, you know, not too heavy handed at all or, or tries not to be, I've never seen it. Um, and it's coaches like that, that I admire and try to try to emulate, you know, when I'm communicating with, with my kids. Well, and, uh, the two of you have those same qualities. It's obvious when, you know, you watch your teams, they feel comfortable, not only with each other, 
uh, but certainly the coaches too. And uh, sitting where I'm at, I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Coaches, I appreciate you being here today. Our time has run out on this discussion of the WMAA basketball champions, Grassland reign supreme on the boys and girls side. Thank you guys for being here. Darren, thank you for letting us come on the number one rated show in Williamson County. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Coach, Coach Brees, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, we're well over 500 episodes now, so I told Mr. <laughs> Producer Creed, we are like the Simpsons of WCTV. We are the longest, I don't know if it's the longest, but we are a very long-running program. Obviously, got started off by the great uh, Coach Ralph Ringstaff, uh, uh, Jack Daniels jumped in there. Jeremy Qualls sort of perfected it. And listen, I'm just trying to keep this thing between the ditches. There you go. You're doing a fantastic <laughs> job. Gentlemen, thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And we appreciate our audience being here. We'll see you next time on The Coach's Show. <laughs>